0: okay let me know you're rolling i'll start at the same time
1: okay we're rolling on my end
0: all right we're good let's
1: give it another couple of seconds all right What's up world, Cameron Ra here on the Upgrade America podcast with CJ the Day Slayer over there. What's happening?
0: <laughs> What's going on?
1: So, we're a bit late, but we're going to be discussing 9-11 today. It's, uh, that was a, a, a shocking experience, and um, how many years has it been? 18. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's been 18 years since the attack, and um, a lot has changed since the uh, the Twin Towers went down that day. Mm-hmm. Where were you that day, Chris?
0: Uh, glad you asked. I was in basic training. This was my yeah. third week in basic training, I believe. I was doing kitchen patrol, or KP duty, as people knowing basic training okay. where you actually set up you serve food and all this stuff this is one of your details as you're progressing through basic training at least in the Air Force, I'm not sure the other branches so I just happened to, when it happened, I think we were doing breakfast because it happened in the morning so came out the back I think I was emptying mop water or something there some contractors in the back kicking it, right, mm. and it had a radio on back there and we all kind of heard it at the same time. And so they were like, their reaction was like, cause you know you're cut off from the world in basic training. You don't know yeah, what that true, is. Dude. At least we were back then. I don't know about now. But they're like, I just remember the one contract to say, we're going to war. I remember that instantly. That always stuck with me. And wow. I'm like, all of a sudden, boom, we going to Delta. Boom. Lackland shut down boom we get back we don't know what's going on we all like kind
1: of like, so you were actually in uh enlisted at the time wow yeah. I couldn't imagine uh just getting yeah. the news and then hearing him bleakly say like we're going to war and you're in BMT knowing what you're about to get into yeah. so i I want to ask like, before your enlistment, like, can you just give a, uh, prior to mm-hmm. nine eleven, and you're, you going into the military, what, what was the shape of the world? Hmm. Um, uh,
0: another story, August 11th, 2011 was the last time I saw the Twin Towers. Okay. I literally saw, I went to New York. On August 11th, one 2001. 2001. Yeah. Uh-huh. So a month before they fell, I saw them. So that's another thing that sticks in my mind. I just remembered it was my summer. I got out of high school, had to go to summer school, get my diploma because of one class. Got that. Then I was still on the delayed entry program, which is basically a special program waiting for you to hit a certain age or a certain situation before you get into the military. For those who do not know.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I remember the weekend I went in. Like Aaliyah died that weekend, so that was already kind of like a bad sign in my head. I'm like, damn, really? (laughs) Like, um, as far as the state of the world, I think it was we just survived like Y2K. You remember about that? So that's basically the year after we're like, all right, we all good. I think there was was no like turmoil at the time, no looming threats. Not that I can remember. I think the one thing I remember, and it's hard to remember now. All, everything went so fast that year was um the USS Cole bombing, I think in Yemen or something like that. Was that the, prior to nine eleven? Yeah, I wanna say it's either ninety nine or two thousand. That was under Clinton's watch, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, I believe you're right.
0: It's Bush the second Bush got elected two thousand. So yeah. I think that was the last, like, terrorist kind of event I can remember. Like, actually remember. Okay. Um, I think the economy was good. I'm trying to think of everything at that time. Yeah, I just remember young, ready to get out of South Carolina. And then
1: just like that, like, the whole world changed.
0: Yeah, and I remember... Two,
1: uh, Two campaigns, two military campaigns happened, like... Yeah. Parallel.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that was my first experience. That was like my whole, like from before it happened to when it happened. Mm. Um, after it happened, like once the TI sat us down or training instructors, for those who don't know, once they sat us down and we had a briefing, they were like, listen, this is what happened. Um, you are not going to get accelerated to go to war like tomorrow. Cause that's what we were all thinking. Like, oh shit, we got to jump in shit right now. And it was like, no, that's not going to happen. That's why you are in basic training. <laughs>
1: oh
0: <my God. laughs> so we we're like, all right, but we were all still freaked out. Cause we knew the world was going to change. We just knew it, but nobody really spoke about it. It's weird. It's one of these weird things. We were just kind of freaked out, but we just continue with training. Um, that's what I can remember. It's kind of vague because it's been so long ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, those are my initial experiences. What about you? Where were you? How was it before you came in? Like, what was going oh, wow. on?
1: This was like many moons ago. Now, um, where was I? I was in English class. Oh, wow, my senior year. Yes, yeah, so I was still in high school, and um planes hit. First plane hit and then I was thinking it was like some sort of aviation accident. I'm like, okay, like this guy messed up. Second plane hit. Then we heard it was like deliberately and then I was just like, what? Like who would do something like that? Like why would you do something like that? And I, you know, we learned about kamikaze pilots and how they shoot and they did Pearl Harbor the immense amount of damage that they caused but it's like I'm like okay that was then that was in you know World War II in the 40s like this is now and it's just like they we all went to the auditorium that's where they made announcement. announcement and then you know the principal got up there he told everybody what would happen they sent home like um it still was weird that we've been attacked so mm-hmm. I don't recall what time the Pentagon got hit. So I forgot. Yeah, that's
0: right. The Pentagon
1: got hit. My uncle, mm-hmm. retired lieutenant colonel, like he worked at the Pentagon. Like, fortunately, he was at the gym when, uh, boom, when, the, when that when it was attacked. So he, you know, he he's good. He was unscathed. But I was concerned. I came home. My mom was. Uh, she didn't make contact with him after she did you know mm-hmm. but it was just like the the energy was so palpable like it happened in New York I was like three hours away in PA but yeah. still feel it everyone was resonating that, that energy that shock that mm-hmm. WTF from, uh, from 9-11 and I didn't get it like I recall there was a world trade uh Bombing, what was it, in 93? 94.
0: 94? 93,
1: 94, yeah. And I was unsuccessful, and it wasn't anywhere near the magnitude or the scale of what 9-11 was. But um, I put it into perspective. I kind of sealed the deal. Like, I knew what... I didn't have any direction of what I was going to do up to high school, man. Like, I didn't know. I knew I wasn't going to go to college because I saw right through it. I'm like, oh you want me to get into debt and then work, you know, just so I can get a high paying job to pay back this debt. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. And then I, cause I seen guys who graduated before me in the struggle that they went through to, to go through college. and like, good, like good, good boys, good, smart guys, selling crack to pay for tuition. <laughs> That's wow. Breaking bad. You know, so I was like, nah, that's not for me. So, you know, I, I signed up for the Army. Yes, don't hate me, Chris. I, I signed up for the Army. Initially,
0: I think I think, when I I almost signed up for either Army or Navy first, anyway. My cousin talked me into the Air Force because he was, huh? he retired CMS to Sergeant. He told me, go Air Force, so.
1: My my, my Army Lieutenant Colonel Uncle, he after, uh, you know, my situation, He told me to go Air Force because it's, uh, it's it's for everyone has a a different choice. But Mm -hmm. it really, uh, secured my commitment to join the military. Like, um, I took that really personally. I don't know why, like, that, you know, a terrorist organization would, uh, take the flight to America. And mm-hmm. at the time, uh, my, my viewpoints were very narrow and, you know, I signed up the fight the good fight and get that free college pool.
0: Yeah. Well, well, but yeah,
1: that's where that's where I was when when it occurred. What? then yeah. it's like, so if you're looking at 9-11 mm-hmm. years later and everyone, this was my JFK. Like, I remember one of my teachers saying, like, yo, everyone has a time in their life when um, they're going to know where they were, what they are doing, blah, 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 blah. Jesus. And then he was like, this is your JFK moment. You know, I always heard about the older people. Oh, well, when you could tell who was, like, mad old, <laughs> who yeah. was, like, you know, who, who was a bit younger. When they were like, well... I remember where and when I was when JFK got shot. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow. Like, on, I could only imagine. Someone said that the OJ Simpson trial was going to be our JFK. I was like, nah,
0: there's going to be something. I vaguely remember when I was young because it happened when I was just moved to South Carolina. I think I was a year down here.
1: That's. Um, I, I, I wanted to, to touch on to it and I don't want to get into conspiracy
0: uh-huh.
1: theories but um it's there's a lot of things that didn't add up to me it wasn't oh, until um <laughs> I, I you know when I joined the military I fought the good fight who who and then it's just oh. like you stumble upon Fahrenheit 911 oh man. Michael oh, Moore. Ah. remember Songtown, right? You could get all those DVDs, the bootleg DVDs. So I was like, I already got Blade. I got this. I got that. I'm like, fine. Give me this one because I was getting a free movie or something like this. So um, the scene that really moved me in there was like... It's into into it, and you see this old this old man, and he's holding up this dead baby that's been blown apart, and he's like, "What did this baby do? What did this baby do wrong?" And it was a it was a victim of collateral damage, and I was just like, "Wow, like this is what we're participating in," and then you go further down the rabbit hole, and some things don't add up, and then it's like. Really, really set me down, and I'm gonna ask. This is my question for you. I know I ranted on for quite some time, but my I, I had an awesome professor. He was a, I do believe he was a a admiral, a retired admiral. Mm-hmm. He worked in the White House as some sort of um, not security, strategic something along those lines. I forget his title, but he didn't say he believed 9/11 was an inside job, but he did throw this philosophical question now remember when we said like prior to 9-11 everything was all hunky dory for the most part like, you could walk to Canada and then you could walk back to America more or less uh, those those open borders that uh, people were talking about now I do believe uh, I haven't gone to Mexico but my understanding at the time
0: you mm-hmm. could go
1: to Mexico with, uh, with your driver's license it's very easy to get in in and out of the country Mm-hmm. So, um, while that ease of access would permit uh, a, a hostile nation to easily sneak in uh, radioactive, mm-hmm. or you know, uh, we were vulnerable. That's the best way to say. It. Yes. Now, if you wanted to, um, so got my chief intel guy saying like hey like we are vulnerable like if uh, right now someone can drive a truckload of plutonium in here and there's not a goddamn thing we can do about it mm-hmm. and it sounds convincing but it's not convincing enough to to really upgrade beef up the security and say hey now we have to have body scanners we have to have checkpoints we have to have drones we have to have this we need this that and the third it would be very difficult to convince the congress if not the american people to make these security measures and yeah. that negligence could result in a catastrophic attack on, on american soil involving nuclear weapons gotcha. so my question for you is the whole greater good concept mm-hmm. for national security would it i want to say would you if it, if it fell on your hands would you No better way to say it Sacrifice 3,000 people To save 3 million
0: I am tortured with this This is the other part I wanted to let you know We'll talk about I talked to my friend Ryan yesterday About how I feel about Mm 9-11 And it's kind of a combination Of what you just discussed Now Conspiracy theories And all that Included, like I remember seeing Fahrenheit 911 in the day room at Moody Air Force Base. My the day office. room. The day room. It was I about remember. three or four of us watching it. I remember just watching the first part of the documentary and looking around, all our mouths dropped. Everybody, mm. you can hear a pin drop. Mind you, we're active duty. Yes, and we're uh-huh. watching this. So imagine the psychology. Mindfuck. I'm gonna just put it that way. When you see the opening scenes, and you're like, now you're questioning everything. And the military is not questioning; it's take orders and execute. Yes, team. I know. Uh, so it, now, what do you it's do? It's in the Matrix? Yeah. Now not programming. This we watched the whole thing. Now this is in the back of i will be honest in the back of my head. The rest of my listening because you gotta remember, it happened. 9/11 happened while I was at base. So now they use that as fuel for motivation to help speed up, you know, to help indoctrinate you And yo, you are a combat warrior, blah, 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 blah. You get to your first base, you see this documentary, you're on your everyday shit now, like you're nine to five or seven to four. Well, you know, we have like 14-hour shifts. What do you do with that after you see that? And then... Compound that with actually going into combat zone a couple of times. Now what do you do with that? Now you go see it for yourself. You saw the documentary. You lived through when it initially happened. Now what do you do with that?
1: Well, I, I seen the documentary before I went to Iraq, so I went there with that conflict.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, you you have a conflict. It, it's it's with you. It's in your head. But you dodge that question. You make a very good politician.
0: You do it. <laughs> Go back. Ask the question again. I'll answer. So, that. my bad.
1: There was um, it's like Operation Westwood or something like that. I forget the the name of it. Are you familiar with it?
0: No, there's so many operations. So
1: pretty it. much this this was declassified, right? Mm-hmm. I guess like we were trying to get into war with. uh We're trying to get into war with Cuba. Gotcha. And um, I guess, I believe it was the FBI. They wanted to fly a, uh, a plane with a real American FBI agents over their airspace and shoot it down and blame it on them. Yeah. But it got scrapped at like the last <laughs> minute. I think Kennedy scrapped it. But um, so. this, a plan like that was was, they had plans like that in the 1960s. So who's gotcha. to say they they wouldn't have it it now? Um, and again, we're we're in conspiracy alley. It's all speculation. Yeah. But um.
0: So you are asking basically, did, was that nine eleven? Basically, example of that.
1: Um, that's a possibility. But my question for you was like, if you had to do an operation like that to prevent a nuclear incident on american soil would you do it cuz the only way you're going to do it is if you set up all these security measures and you beef up security a 1000% but if you don't like how or i mean i'm sure there's another way around it but it'd be very difficult the 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 lax the See, the, how easy it was to get into uh-huh. the to the country at that time? I don't know.
0: I think I am all about the greater good overall. I would tend to lean that way. Um, this is tough though because seeing the ramifications of what happened at the 9-11 using that example as far as nuclear war. You know my concept with nuclear war is nobody wants to drop a nuclear
1: Yes, no one to drop a new-
0: because nobody's going to be around to enjoy after an attack basically unless you got some oceanic society like Atlantis or something already <laughs> built up or something like that.
1: True. so I want, I want to give you a different option because I, so let's just say you don't want to go with that approach 9-11 <laughs> is off the table and that's a very good idea but here's the only uh, other approach that okay. I, I could see is you would have to disclose critical intel to the American people.
0: Mm, that's interesting.
1: You have to be like, hey, this is the threat. This is the real world threat. But at the same time, now your enemies know what you know about them. You know? So it's that's like, funny. you would have to disclose that to the American people and say, like, listen, these guys are they're up to no good and they're at our borders. So please, pardon the to increase security measures. We're trying to prevent a nuclear uh, war on, on American soil. But then, I still don't think that would be enough because then you'd have other conspiracy nuts like us. Like, no, man. It's conspiracy, man. Like,
0: Well, I, my my take on conspiracy theory, theories now is like, they're not necessarily, I, they're, I think Dave Chappelle said it, they're alternate ways of looking at something.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: they're not necessarily now granted you got people that's kind of like really extreme with it but i would say the average person are gonna look at certain things like well dad well why did this this happen and it's kind of connected but this doesn't make sense how i feel about it now and that's the conflict i have with me now like i'll be very honest with you i'm gonna be straight up like okay. now i detest 9-11 every Interesting. year
1: Interesting. what do you mean by that
0: Because of what you're talking about, you sacrifice, allegedly, you sacrifice like what, 4,000 people? Just to beef up war, go grab some oil, I'm going there, Mm -hmm. and snatch up drugs. And then also make us more of a police state as Americans. Like we're under surveillance probably more than ever, not saying we haven't been anyway, so let's right.
1: circle back to that then. Okay. So you you mentioned the drugs, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the drugs were seized. We're talking about Afghanistan, home to ninety percent of the world's opium. But mm-hmm. the the drugs were seized, you know, under the the Republicans, under the Bush administration. That's when we really kicked shit off in uh, in Afghanistan.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: who, who distributed those drugs?
0: So <laughs> <laughs> who? What are you asking? I'm I talking
1: ain't. about Obamacare.
0: Oh, well.
1: So under, so it's like we we got the plug, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We we secured the country with ninety percent of the world's opium, and then we forced healthcare onto all Americans so they can get all the all the drugs. So, so it's like right. I, I dare to say this was a bipartisan
0: effort. Oh, absolutely, but, um, bipartisan. Like I'm not even going to just put it on one party at all. <laughs> and, and again, that's why
1: I'm like, here I am, I'm an independent, but, you know, people are going to get what they get at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, um, like I said, I feel very conflicted now. Like, I'll be honest, like, this year was probably one of the first years I really embraced, like, really thought about my emotions, why I feel this way.
1: But again, I, um, because we, we, you will be in, in a leadership position, mm-hmm. like... Let's just revert back. Okay. Undo 9-11. Somehow in this wild scenario, you and me are in that place of power. What would we do different? Because a a nuclear attack on American soil will most likely be the end of America. That sort of instability and and lack of trust and uh, and chaos, it's going to really F things up. So what would you do different?
0: Oh, man, I'm torn because... Don't get me wrong, like our beefed up security and stuff is like an inconvenience, but we have thwarted a lot of other events. I
1: totally agree go, with you
0: on that. Go un, you know, spoken about obviously, you don't wanna share that intel, but that's why I'm torn because I can see both sides of it. Um but our country is just built differently, man. Like that's the strength of our country, is like People being able to come here and like build a life, and that's the whole essence of what our country is about. So that's why I'm so torn on it. I think smarter security regulations nationally would have been more the approach. But like nuclear war, if that's going to go down, it's going to go down. Like you I, risk I really it,
1: don't. Um... So. Seeing 9/11, uh-huh. joining the military, going to war, and then seeing behind the scenes, it really put into perspective, you know, like the, this whole American dream. Uh-huh. War is is a facet of that, and I, I dare to say it it, uh, it permits the the average American to live above their means. Uh-huh. Like um, the dollar has value because. We have the biggest military. Like we have the biggest guns, and it's not. Ooh, at the end of the day, it's like you can have all the money, but if we have the guns, the money is not so. Uh, you know, it's it's not so precious. But I I learned that like this this is a it's it's a byproduct of that, and you're you're always talking about downsizing the military and.
0: No, it's complicated, man,
1: downside but withdrawals. I believe that's what you're you're referring to.
0: Well, yes, like what
1: will what will these trained these these legions of trained armed killers? What will they do when when in peace?
0: Continue like we can focus more domestically, more humanitarian. Like we would revert these to different avenues. You're always going to be training. You know how the military is. That doesn't stop. Training is a way of life. Um, you don't think they're not going to still use spec ops globally if we withdraw from Afghanistan and Iraq and all these places? So Just we, to-
1: you're, we we'll would be using more spec ops. Then. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's what I said. I would say we're not going to be ground and pound bullet sponges as much anymore like i think
1: I, I agree it's less um conventional battles and it's more urban warfare mm-hmm. and here's what um you have to consider about urban warfare is like it's an equalizer to some extent yes because it's um yeah we have f-35 raptors which are riddled with bugs. we're not going to talk about that but we have all this sophisticated technology, but in urban warfare, it's it's null, it's asinine, it's overkill. You, you, you couldn't, uh, you can't really use those in an urban warfare environment. You can't roll your tanks through, you know, down a city in an urban warfare environment. So it's like, to some extent, it's equalizer. We need to train troops on to, to work on um, more counterterrorism, I guess.
0: And and that's the part that bugs me is like terrorism stems from not being heard and listened to. Really, it's really.
1: further b- than that, we can go do another saying, episode on this, but no, um, saying, There's a lot of religion mixed into it. There's a lot I mean, of confusion. There's a lot of propaganda, and I'm then okay. um, you gotta think black ops are terrorism, like um.
0: I'm just saying, like, I know it's very complex and layered, but I would say, in essence, it's not being listened to, it's not being heard, and it's not trying to do something cohesively, collaborate.
1: Now, what do you mean not being listened to? Like, you're talking about, like, um, for instance, let's take Hong Kong. Do you think that will resort to, uh, to terrorism, something along those lines, if demands aren't met? Like, what do you mean not being listened to?
0: I think, yeah, Hong Kong is an interesting example. Um, I think if Beijing, if I get this correct, keeps say they start going across the line like, hey, this is going to happen. You guys are going to get absorbed into mainland, ch- uh, mainland China. Like this happening. Resistance is futile. Then I think that's what's going to spark terrorism, maybe more violent reaction to that. I think right now it's kind of like a stalemate and then they're negotiating like, like, all right, we got to talk this out because these people are protesting. They're shutting down because Hong Kong is a very economic power of China. So I hear- imagine if they shut that, if the people shut Hong Kong down, that hurts China. They don't want to be going through that right now when they're on their quest to build and become the best in the East. So... I could see that going violent if, say, Beijing imposes their will on Hong Kong.
1: But that's, well, that's one scenario. But what do you really mean by, like, people not being listened to?
0: So What's you...
1: Like, uh, take uh, taking an, an attack that resulted in that. What's an attack that resulted in not?
0: Mm, I want to say not necessarily an attack resulted in that. But I will say this. I give examples of like Afghanistan. Like we don't necessarily hear them talk about like have I know we have a lot of talks, obviously I've seen that firsthand, like our uh military generals and VIPs would go talk to the Ministry of Interior Defense, mm-hmm. the president of Afghanistan. I did these missions when I was over there. But my general view of the Afghani people is like, probably some wanted us there, but I would say most of them don't. And we don't listen to the majority of people say, hey, we don't really want you guys here. Like maybe for trade or something, but occupying our land. So by the fact that we're not listening by leaving completely, i.e. now you got constant terrorism bombings and stuff like that. So that's what I mean by not listening. If you're going to talk to these people in their country, they tell you see how they live, they tell you how they live. Now granted every country, you know how I feel about this. Every sovereign country deserves to rule how they rule. That's their country. Mm-hmm. We could disagree on we human have to
1: issues. uh I was gonna say we gotta come to some sort of consensus with human rights. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was gonna bring that up. But overall, I think every nation sovereign should be able to rule how they want to. Human rights, though, has to be a community global effort. It shouldn't be just America. That's the problem I have with that. We shouldn't be just jumping in everything. Um, I always pose this question to Americans. If Russia came here and occupied America, how would you feel about that? <laughs> I always pose this question. I get the like craziest look. So I said, imagine what Iraq, all these other countries that we've been in, feel about us being. Oh, you already God. know America. If somebody comes occupy. It's not happening. It's there not was happening. a um,
1: there's like what, a sixty-five-year-old man mm-hmm. when I did some detainee ops in Iraq. And one of the guys that we took in was, like, a 65-year-old man. They called him Papa Smurf because he had the beard and all that. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, he threw a rock at an up-armored Humvee. And it still managed to spiderweb the the glass. You know, like, low... Heavy mass, low impact can yeah. kind of like... Uh, it can do some damage to bulletproof glass. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, we had to take this guy and zip ties and all that. But it's like... We are an occupational force, you know, and everyone's going to to rebel. But to answer your question, you already know we'd give them hell. We'd give uh, anyone who who occupies uh, America um, by force, any tyrant for that matter, we'd give them hell. So I get your, your 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 the perspective where you're comparing to you know the insurgencies that insurgents that we've dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I've come to that conclusion I've come to that, to that conclusion as, as well and there's as we discussed before, there was a bit of conflict and you know just seeing these documentaries going um, down that rabbit hole yeah. listening these conspiracies yeah. and then you know just then dealing with with people And um, there's and there's always internal conflict yeah definitely tell you that and seeing it now was just like hindsight. It's, mm-hmm. um, I'm still processing it.
0: I'm gonna provide a link for PBS. It's as good I think it's like an hour. people want to check it out in the notes. um this guy God he was head of uh FBI or something. He knew 9 11 was coming. But they got him out of his position before it happened. I think he ended up dying in 9-11, ironically. Mm. His name was Jack something. I'll I'll find the link. I watched it like a couple years ago. It was a very riveting documentary. It was like maybe an hour on PBS. Um, But seeing that, I was just like... (laughs) But to clear up something I said earlier, I'm not backtracking anything. I'm just going to explain why I detest 9-11 now is because I know too much, I've seen Mm. too much. And then I come back home out of the military. I'm a black American. I survived basically conflicts and all this, military, all that. I come home, I can die at any time at home in America, the same country I fought for. Yes, I know. So to see that I can die on a damn traffic stop after I fought for my country, kind of leaves a taste in my mouth to where I'm like and then I see 9-11 as a native New Yorker originally. This is always a part of my heart that hurts about that because I think of New Yorkers. Like, that's in my blood. Even though I grew up in the southeast, but it's still in my blood. But a combination of all them things, that's what makes me detest 9-11. It's good to remember for those victims and those families. I'm not never going to say anything bad about that and the first responders never going to say anything bad about that absolutely but just the event itself on knowing the possibility that that was set up to perpetuate war and all these other things leaves a bad taste in my mouth i'm just gonna it,
1: keep it does and when you um go down the rabbit hole you connect the dots and uh and you start figuring things out and you start seeing what's what you start seeing how much uh money kbr Halliburton, oh. and, and dick Cheney made off of uh, the iraq war um <laughs> which i believe we were spending about what some say 12 billion dollars a day
0: i could imagine
1: if you have a company that's involved in that, like i e you sell bullets, you sell bombs, you mm-hmm. know, even if you're fixing air conditioners in the desert, you're <laughs> making like buku bucks, like the contractors. I had some r and r in Kuwait. Yeah, Kinda I did snuck too. off base and then I gotta ride back with the contractor, and yeah. he starts talking, he' was making 14 grand a month.
0: That's like what Gen- like, Star Generals made
1: back then. Just fixing... He wasn't even fixing air conditioners. He was supervising the guys who fixed the air conditioners. Worked for KBR. You know, but it's like... All I only say that to say this, that... Yes, a great deal of money has been made off of those conflicts. A lot of things happened behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Were decisions made to prevent the nuclear war? Who could say... Looking back on it, looking at the carnage, looking at the victims and everything, and answering my own question: No, I wouldn't do it. Um, I would disclose the intel, and I think that's we have to operate with a uh, a, a measure of transparency with the American people, I like and that. um. Yeah, the terrorists are going to to the. They may know what we know because I have to tell it to the people, so we don't have to do crazy shit like 9/11 if if such if that's what, what occurred. But I mean, um, that's a place to start. We did discuss intel sharing before, mm-hmm. but I mean, just being real. And I mean, even letting the people know. I guess here, I, the drawback would be. Superstition, paranoia, and and panic. you know, so, how do you think that would work?
0: You know what? Sometimes you gotta take a leap of faith and mm-hmm. do it. I think listening to you explain it a little bit because I know you asked me this earlier. I'm like, it got it always has to be an alternative. It's never just one way to do something. I think that would be unprecedented territory to reveal like classified information say on a press release or whatever by a president but why not we we're all Americans we looking out for our self interest so this wouldn't would be high
1: level need to know like just yeah. the, uh, just the skinny but um
0: yeah
1: Yeah, we, that's we, different we got will take a different approach yeah but watch. um yeah hope we um, no hard feelings for anyone with with nine eleven yeah discussing up uh, you really put some insight on it and you you said some things that I felt but I never really vocalized it myself like because maybe it's like I don't want to uh condemn my part and uh, that that I played in the war machine
0: I was part and, of it.
1: And it's like, um I yeah, we we lived we lived a part of it. I know what it I know what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um as far as like you know it's always spun like wars there's always some just cause for, for war, but um it it always seems there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I thought we, I think we can do much better much differently
0: like 21st yeah. century yeah I think I think so Um, it feels good to get it off my chest when I was telling my friend Ryan yesterday I was just like he was like wow like he sat there like whoa like I never thought about it that way and I'm like it's the first time I was able to express it all
1: like don't get it wrong I love America I do yeah. that's why I'm they're allowing me to run for president like that is a great freedom it's just that um, I know that freedom it it isn't free like someone always bleeds for it more often than not and that's uh, something that I had uh, witnessed firsthand. sorry to get so uh, doom and gloom and and cynical on this one but it's it's had that we had to touch on it RIP yeah. to the fallen. We will never forget.
0: Yeah, we will. And
1: um, yeah, we can only go up from here. So let's upgrade America. That's Hammer right. Out 2020. Peace. Peace.